Welcome to the ADHD Refresh Podcast. My name is Anne-Marie Espina, and I am an expert in ADHD transformation for entrepreneurs. I have a lifetime of experience navigating ADHD all the way from junior high to high school to post-secondary institutions, successfully navigating my own career and also successfully running my own business. I am absolutely obsessed with helping you release old stories and narratives of ADHD that are holding you back so that you can start achieving your 10-year goals right now. You can be, do, or have whatever you want in this life. You just need the right skills to get you there. So within this podcast, you will find the skills that have drastically transformed the lives and businesses of countless clients that I have worked with. My goal of this podcast is to share with you skills, strategies, and tools to show you how you can move from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO that can create the thriving business you've always imagined. So if you are someone who is looking to level up your business, and if you are somebody who wants it all in life, this podcast is for you. You will learn a powerful strengths-based approach so you can ditch the overwhelm, gain clarity and peace of mind so that you can create the business and life of your dreams. I am so excited to have you here. Let's help you transform into a powerful CEO. As you all know, I am totally obsessed with the Align Planner, and I'm so excited to announce that this episode is sponsored by the Align Planner. And one of the reasons that I love the planner so much is because when I use it at the beginning of the day, it helps me feel really empowered, really confident, and really aligned. So I truly believe that all ADHD entrepreneurs can feel like this when they start their day. And one of the reasons that it really helps is because it allows me to take all of the ideas that I have rolling around inside of my brain and it helps me prioritize them in terms of what is the most important thing that I need to get done in my day. And it really helps me stay on track. It's one of the tools that I use to still be a really easily distracted entrepreneur and still get results in my business. So. Before I started using this planner, seriously, I was a totally hot mess, <laughs> okay? And now that I use it, it, I know that when I use it in the morning, it helps me stay on track for my yearly goals, my monthly goals, my weekly goals, so I don't have to stress about, am I moving the needle forward in my business? And I love this planner so much that all of my clients use it, they all rave about it. And so if you're someone who really wants to feel calm, you wanna feel empowered, and you wanna feel aligned in your business when you start your day, and you wanna feel like a powerful CEO, you have to get your hands on a copy of this. And you know, don't take my word for how powerful it is, discover it for yourself. And in the show notes, I have the link for the Align Planner. So seriously, go and check it out. It's so beautiful. It's so amazing, so gorgeous. And when you go to the checkout, make sure that you use my discount code, Anne-Marie15, because you're going to get an extra cheeky discount. Okay, this is a huge podcast episode that I'm personally so freaking excited for because this is really the whole entire journey that I have been on. And honestly, I was at a point in my life where I never thought I was going to 
release the experience of ADHD. And I do this episode as literally my personal experience. I am not a doctor, anything about medication. I'm honestly just sharing my personal experience um, in hopes to inspire you that wherever you are on your journey, there is um, change and progression. So if you're struggling right now, I really want you to feel connected to different points of my story and maybe see yourself at different points within my story and see what's possible for you. So I actually, um, where this kind of all started is I met somebody probably a few months ago, a few months back around Christmas, maybe six months ago. And I remember telling them I was an ADHD coach and I got triggered because they were like, I don't believe in ADHD. And I was like, oh, well, you don't even know. (laughs) And um, they were telling me their point of view. They were like, I think it's a whole host of like symptoms that come together. Right. And I was just like being open minded. I was like, "Okay, whatever. Um, And inside it was triggered, obviously. (laughs) But um, it was just it was so amazing to witness kind of the unfolding of everything. And this person on my journey as well had said to me, I I will tell you at the end of kind of what I'm saying here um, on this episode today, um, I'll share with you at the end actually. So anyways, yeah, I just, I want you to feel seen, heard, appreciated, and to know that there is so much hope because looking back on my journey, I honestly forgot how far I've come and yeah, where just where I came from on my journey of ADHD. So as you know, I was um, diagnosed from a young age, like, you know, 10 or 12. And most of my life, I literally hated myself because of my brain. I was in self-loathing. I was in self-hatred. So over the last, you know, probably two years is when everything really, really shifted for me to levers, levels that I never honestly even dreamed of or thought were possible. So I, uh, during my journey and during my experience as well, I, and my transformation that I went on, I didn't even have the goal of releasing myself from the experience of ADHD because I didn't even actually know that it was possible. So yeah. Um, I I just want to start my journey kind of like from the beginning and then we're going to go on how things have evolved and how things have changed. So, um, yeah, as you know, I was also diagnosed three times once when I was, you know, 10 or 12. And then again, um, my first post-secondary institution because they wanted to make sure that I had ADHD so that they could, um, give me proper like support in school. Um, sorry about the construction. It literally just started, but I'm vibing. Okay. (laughs) And then the third time I was diagnosed was when I was in Australia again to go to university there. And they wanted me to have testing again, to again, confirm that I had ADHD. So, um, yeah, I actually just found the papers from my third diagnosis just the other day. And this one happened in 2015 which is quite cool. So at the time I would have been 25. Um, And even just since that diagnosis, like how much shifted, like my very first diagnosis, I remember that I looked down at the papers and I just felt so bad. I felt so much sadness. I felt so much grief. I felt so much pain because I was like, what is wrong with me? I'm so broken. And I saw the the paperwork and I didn't really know how to understand it. And there was all these things on there telling me how I had a bad attitude and all the stuff. And I I just remember I didn't like the process of getting diagnosed. I had to leave school and 
all that kind of stuff. And so I held so much anger and like resentment inside of me when I was younger. So when I was younger as well, I really, really struggled with um, math. I also struggled tons with reading and spelling. That's why I got diagnosed so early because my mom noticed something was just like not, um, not right, I guess. And I was super distracted, super, super disruptive, like a huge troublemaker. I think I was a troublemaker because I was like really looking for maybe some attention or I was looking for, yeah, I, I was just, I was a really bad kid. I just had a lot of anger inside of me. <laughs> um, and I think that a lot of the book Scattered Minds by Gabor Mate brought a lot of insight into my life as well. Because for those of you who have been listening to my podcast for a while, you know that my dad left when I was really young, around the age of two. And so it wasn't until, you know, I just started doing my personal development journey, my transformational journey, where I really started to discover how much of myself and the younger me was still struggling because he left at that age and I had made it mean something about me. I made it mean that I wasn't worthy. And so what happened is this impacted my life in very, like so many different ways, right? And so I struggled in school because I was angry, because I felt unworthy. And then I had the diagnosis. And then I had challenges obviously that came along with it and learning difficulties and just like all the things separated into different classes to learn. And I got calculators and I hated it because my brain wouldn't process math. Like honestly, just all of it. I got, I really, really struggled in school and um, I read these papers and it took me back to how much I was struggling and how difficult everything was. Like even just getting up to like make food for myself. My executive function was really difficult. I had somebody in post-secondary in my first post-secondary who helped me plan. She helped me plan my schedule because I just had so much going on. Um, and so I kind of started to learn planning there, but I didn't actually really learn how to plan until I started my business with my first coach. But, um, you know, I, I have this report here and I'm just looking down on it. I shared on my Instagram uh, the other day as well on IGTV, uh, these test results, right? And he, the doctor has written here, she's previously been ambivalent about taking medication. In principle, she would like to not take medication at all, but realizes that without it, life becomes more difficult and chaotic, which I don't know if that's his interpretation or that was my interpretation that I said, you know, life becomes more difficult and chaotic. I think I felt like that. Like I felt like I knew I, at the time, I believed that I couldn't function without the medication. So he said her main difficulties, which causes her problems in addition to studying are her disorganization, chaos, and chronic lateness. Some of these have been improved by her stimulant medication. So at that time I was taking dexamphetamine. And when I was in Australia, I like was really struggling to get a diagnosis there because I just needed my medication and they make it really hard there to get medication. <laughs> and so I just thought it was so ironic how I had to go through so many loops to get the meds that I needed. But um, he's also written on here, she found it really, she found reading effortful and challenging. She frequently becomes lost on the page and disengaged. She has constant internal thoughts, which can be very distracting, particularly during conversation. She finds it difficult to sustain eye contact when speaking herself, although she is able to listen with less difficulty. Her self-esteem and self-worth tend to fluctuate and she's frustrated at times by her inability to make good judgments. So just crazy, you know, it took me back to that time where I, I remember 
I thought I was going to fail university because I couldn't get my medication and I was stressing. It was like the first two weeks and I was like, I can't focus. I can't focus. I can't focus. I just had all these like stories in my head telling me about what I couldn't do rather than focusing on what I could. Anyways, long story short, I ended up getting medication there. I ended up um, having a lot of success in university. Actually, I went from a place of not being able to read and write when I started university and I was crying in my shower. I think I've told you guys this story before. I was crying in my shower because it was probably like three or four weeks into university. And they told me that I had to write papers. I did not know how to write, right? I'm not kidding you. I failed. I tried to do the English test like three or four times after high school and failed three times because I wanted to get into interior design. I spent like over a year and a half rewriting English over and over and over again to try and get in and I could not. And when I discovered in university that it was all nothing but writing papers, I honestly just cried. My first post-secondary that I went to was a technical college, so I didn't have to write papers. But when I actually did my formal qualification of Bachelor of Health Promotion in Australia, I had to write papers and I cried. (laughs) Okay, I went home and I cried. I ugly cried in the shower. It was like an Australian history uh, class. And I was stressing out because I was like, I can't write papers. I don't even know anything about Australian history. I went home and I cried and I cried and I cried. I was like, I am not going to be able to pass university. What on earth was I thinking? I just paid like 40 or $50,000 in student loans and <laughs> still paying off. And I was like, what am I thinking? I've lost my mind. Like, I just signed up for this. I promised myself I wasn't going to quit. And I cried, I cried, I cried. I was like ugly crying to the point of like hyperventilation. I couldn't breathe. I remember specifically the shower being in there and what happened. And um, the boyfriend that I was dating at the time was not home, thank God. And I just finally, I think I was in there for like a half an hour, an hour, seriously. I finally got to the point where I was like, I need to get a drink of water got out of the shower. I looked at myself in the mirror and my face was like just red and puffy. (laughs) And I just kind of laughed at myself and I was like, okay, girl, get it together. (laughs) But I was like, go to the university, tell them that you're struggling, ask for some help. And I remember that all afternoon, I couldn't stop crying. I couldn't stop crying. I think I called my mom and she was like, you need to go and ask for help. I was like, okay. took myself to the university and I remember walking in and just tears in my eyes. They could just see that I was struggling. I was like, I don't know how to write. And they're like, that's okay. We're, we'll help you. Long story short, I ended up um, becoming a freaking boss at writing. I love copywriting now and I have people who compliment me on my stuff all the time. I ended up passing university with like honors and all this amazingness. And yeah, but it was, it was such a journey. Um, so if that's you and you're struggling at any point in your journey, I didn't know how to write. Okay. (laughs) I was not always in this place of not experiencing ADHD. And I think I, I forget all the time, honestly, that this was my journey. And so when I got to a place, I ended up graduating, whatever, I came back home to Canada. And when I came back home, I moved in with my roommate, one of my best friends at the time. And I told her, oh, I don't want to be on these meds anymore. When I was in Australia, they were, they were super cheap. And when I got back to Canada, they were super expensive. And I remember taking them and they just dulled me. Like I just did not like them. And because I was on medication from a really young age, I was on it most of my life. And I never really liked them. I mean, I didn't mind them sometimes because they would give me a little bit of a high. And that was like at a point in my life where I was 
drinking, partying, like all that kind of stuff. So I didn't mind. It was kind of fun sometimes, but I knew that long-term it was not a solution for me. And I kept thinking to myself, if my brain is not producing this chemical naturally, I don't want to be on them because I just knew that it wasn't for me long-term. Anyways, moved in with my girlfriend and I was taking the medication. I found myself crying on my bed every single afternoon from like when the meds would start wearing off around like four (laughs) until six. I felt like I just cried for two hours and she'd always come home. She'd be like, what is wrong with you? I'm like, my meds are wearing off. (laughs) And she was like, that is not normal. (laughs) And so I was like, yeah, I know. I've been meaning to like stop taking them for a while. She's like, you just got to stop doing it. If you don't want to do it, like just go cold turkey. This is not medical advice. And I was like, okay, you're right. And so I remember the day pretty much that I stopped taking them. I remember sitting in our basement. We lived in a basement suite in Vancouver. It was cold. And I remember sitting there and I had just started a new job designing kitchens. And I felt like I was in a hurricane. It was terrible. Like I was starting a new job. And when I started that job, (laughs) I told them I knew how to design kitchens, even though I well knew did not. But I was like, I will do anything. Come hell or high water, I will do anything (laughs) to design these kitchens. I did a great job. Nailed it. They had no idea. Anyways. um, And I was learning all these new things. And it it was so chaotic. Okay. It was absolute chaos. I felt like every single day I went into a blender and I felt like... I just, I didn't even know what happened. The day would pass and I was like, what the freaking heck just happened? I felt super overwhelmed. I would procrastinate on everything. I honestly just felt like it was just chaos nonstop all day and I didn't know how to stop it. And I was talking to my roommate about it and I was like, I think this is just my life. Like, I think I just have to get used to this is what life is like. And I think eventually I'll build up a tolerance to it and then I'm just going to learn how to navigate it. And I honestly remember coming to that conclusion was like, okay, this is going to be the rest of my life. I just need to figure it out. And at that time, you know, the experience was very scattered, very, very chaotic. I was so overwhelmed. I was in massive self-doubt. I didn't trust myself. So if you listen to probably the last episode, um, you know, you hear my story in there about how I was crying to my boss about because I didn't trust myself and he had triggered me to ask me to find a solution myself. (laughs) Okay, I had really poor auditory processing at the time and I had really, really low self-esteem. So even though I've been a really confident person my whole life, I think one of my coping mechanisms was confidence which has totally paid off now because I actually have a really high self-esteem, high self-worth, and I'm just naturally confident, so it works. But I wasn't, like, deep down inside, I was really, really struggling um, to appreciate myself and love myself. I had really bad self-talk, like, super, super bad. Um, I honestly just, like, hated myself. Um, I was partying a lot um, in the past when I was in university. And just when I was younger, I probably started drinking when I was, like, 16, and I partied hard, like, every weekend, like Thursday to Sunday, (laughs) partied every single weekend, pretty much until I was blackout, to be honest. And so I just was trying to escape myself. And probably about two years ago, when I really started to seriously consider starting my own business is when I started working with coaches. And I went on a deep, deep, deep healing journey. Um, I've always been really passionate about um, just being the best version of myself and living the best life that I can. And so, yeah, when I started my journey, I went through 
it was it was painful honestly it was really painful because i had to release the anger that i had i had to release the resentment that i had towards my father towards just everything like i had a chip on my shoulder about having adhd um so then i was beating myself up because i was like well i can't believe i was so mean to myself all these years and so it was just kind of like a vicious cycle but it was so much unlearning so much forgiveness like i had to forgive myself i had to forgive my father i had to forgive you know everything i talk about in earlier episodes about that um i think that one was like maybe seven or eight and how to transmute anger into gratitude or something is what it's called but i started going on this deep healing journey and understanding how my subconscious mind works and really connecting with that. And I noticed that on this deep healing journey, which I think was so ironic because it was at the same time that I started reading Scattered Minds when he talks about trauma and how, um, you know, different experiences in our life of trauma. So this can be like family, family trauma. It's not, it doesn't have to be like, you know, abuse trauma, but just like emotional instability or, um, you know, my dad leaving was a trauma. So, and how it changes the, the brain. And he talks a lot about just how family structures and our, our societies nowadays don't contribute to, you know, mom staying at home and really nurturing and looking after the kids. And so it was just, I was reading this book. I started it at the time. For the record, I haven't finished the book. <laughs> I've been reading chapters every couple months, but it's a really powerful book. And it made so much sense because as I started to go on this deep healing journey and release so much negative self-talk, release my low self-worth, release my, you know, um, scattered energy. Like I was like, okay, I can't keep telling myself these stories about how I suck, how ADHD sucks, how my brain sucks, how, you know, I just had to release so much, um, so much stuff that was not serving me anymore. And a lot of stuff that I talk about in my other podcast episodes. So as soon as I started releasing a lot of this stuff, freeing up space, it was messy sometimes, you know, I tell the story about how I was in my apartment in Vancouver as well. And I would be on the floor crying my eyes out because it got to a point where I had released so much. I was asking myself the question of like, who am I? Like, what am I here to do? You know, because which is such a beautiful place to be in, because then it's like I was blank slate. I could decide what I wanted to put back in. But it was confusing. It was like messy. It was just not necessarily what I was expecting transformation to look like. Right. just wanted to drop in here because I'm so excited to share with you that this episode is sponsored by the ADHD Business University. As you know, ABU is globally the first university designed specifically for the ADHD entrepreneur. ABU helps you go from being a made-for-more entrepreneur into a powerful CEO with a proven formula of ADHD transformation, habits and systems for the easily distracted entrepreneur, step-by-step -step sales and marketing, and building out your squirrel collaborations all while having tons of freaking fun, creating huge impact so that you can earn six figures within the next 12 months. Click the link in the show notes to apply if you are someone who is serious about creating the business and life of your dreams. As I was going through this process, I honestly had no idea how my relationship with myself was going to change and how through that relationship with myself and my brain, um, 
was going to start to open up and shift the symptoms that I was experiencing with ADHD. So during the very early stages, probably about maybe, yeah, a year and a half or two years ago, something like that, is at the very beginning of this journey, I discovered more self-trust. I started to find myself being more focused, right? This is after I quit taking medication. I had less overwhelm. I stopped chasing it. Um, or stopped choosing it, sorry. I stopped choosing overwhelm. So I was focused on getting stuff off of my plate, right? And I still do this sometimes. My old pattern is like to stay in the chaos. Um, I learned from a great friend of mine, Jake Curry, uh, that the thriving in chaos is a trauma response, right? It's like to stay busy so that you don't have to feel anything. And that's a story that a lot of people hang on to with ADHD. And it was something that I used to hang on to. Oh, I thrive in chaos. And so... When I stopped choosing that story, I stopped choosing that overwhelm pattern, I started to feel things and emotions started to come up. And it was really, really uncomfortable because it was things that I was suppressing for most of my life and I didn't want to feel them, right? I was, we grew up in society, I think, pushing our emotions under the rug. And so I had pushed so much suppressed emotion under the rug. And so now that I had more space in my life, I wasn't beating myself up anymore. I started to realize like how much of this I needed to reparent myself and re-nurture myself and, and, and speak kindly to myself. So as soon as my relationship and my self-love journey and finding self-worth and just being nice to myself, I became better at consistency. I had more self-acceptance, so it was a lot easier. Like I stopped fighting my brain. That's when I stopped forcing myself into focusing and I just trusted my brain. And I said, I'm just gonna flow with you and see what you deliver today. And as soon as I started doing that, then everything started to like happen. I was like, okay, wow, this is cool. Okay, I like this, I like this. My brain started doing things without me having to force it and me having to prompt it. So I started to just find like a breath of air, you know? At this time, I still was overwhelmed, but it wasn't to the level that I was in the past. I didn't feel necessarily like I was in a blender every day. Only some days I felt like a blender. Um, and I was still scattered. So I still felt really scattered. I still feel like, I would feel like I would open a window and I would like be bouncing around to like a hundred different tasks all the time. <laughs> and it was like frustrating because I, I knew that my brain was going to do what I wanted to do, but sometimes it would get really overwhelming because I would just let my brain go so much. And then I was like, okay, I just got to close some of this down. I'm just getting too, I'm just all over the place. Um, and so that's kind of how things have been for a really long time. Like I was a master at navigating my procrastination. I, you know, obviously changed my relationship with myself. Like I mentioned to you, my self-worth started to increase. So a lot of the ways that I was navigating ADHD really shifted and everything really started to change based on the relationship that I had with myself. And so, yeah, I still had overwhelm. Like I mentioned, I still had scattered energy and I just almost, it was like I had the awareness of it. And then I yeah, I was just learning to cope with it. Basically, I was just learning to exist how I thought it was before, right? Like when I first told you that it was like, I felt like I was in a blender every day. It was kind of like that. Like, okay, I'm just going to have to deal with understanding my overwhelm and I'm going to have to navigate it and regulating my nervous system. I was working, doing a lot of work on regulating my nervous system to bring myself down out of a higher emotional state and connecting with my body and all that kind of stuff. And I... I was almost like struggling to connect with myself and I couldn't quite put my finger on it. 
but I was still persistent. I was still relentless. I was like, I'm just going to do this until something starts to shift, right? And this has been probably over the period of, yeah, the last like year and a half or two years um, is kind of where I was just stuck, still overwhelmed and scattered. Um, and then, yeah, I've, I've always been really passionate about working out. I've always been um, really passionate about eating healthy, which I thought eating healthy anyway. Um, and so I was at the gym probably maybe about four months ago or something like that. No, probably six months ago, I started to really dial in my nutrition and I started to dial in my nutrition because I was like, okay, look, I'm sick of like chasing this physique that I want. Nothing's changing. It's just been the same for a really long time. I'm ready to really level up and and get the body that I've been dreaming of. And this all happened as well, because for a lot of my life, I would go to the gym out of self-hatred and self-loathing. And as my relationship with myself changed, not only did my results in my business really start to change and transform, I noticed that, um, okay, I think I forgot to tell you when I started my business. So I started my business probably about a year and a half ago. I got my first paid client. Um, So kind of everything happened super, super quick. And it kind of all happened at once. It's usually how it goes. (laughs) Um, But I... Yeah, started my health journey. I was I've been on a health journey for a long time. I've been in sports and all that stuff. So I this is kind of where the accidental part of the process came into play. So I was going in all of my nutrition. I was seeing amazing physical results and I was um, going to the gym and I noticed that my relationship changed with myself. It was so much easier to be consistent because I was being kinder to myself. So I actually really looked forward to going to the gym instead of feeling like, oh, you know, get your fat ass out of bed and go to the gym kind of thing. <laughs> it was more like, I can't wait to go to the gym and move my body and like show my body appreciation and 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 use my muscles and feel strong and empowered. So that is how that health journey unfolded. Obviously, I didn't have the tools prior to doing my transformational journey to really go all in and see the physical results that I was looking for in the gym because it was still in a place of not appreciating myself. And so... Yeah, I probably started this new fitness program. It was amazing. And then I decided to do a 30-day challenge to cut processed foods with a friend. And wow, 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 wow. Everything shifted. Okay, and this is where the accidental part happened. I just wanted to do the no processed foods for just seeing the physical results of my body. I was like, I just want to see how sexy I can get, right? (laughs) And... So at the same time, when I did this 30-day challenge, I cut my macros. I was really strict with my macros and um, like macronutrients. So for those of you who don't know what that is, I was tracking my protein, carb, and fat intake every day. I was weighing my food. I still do weigh my food. I love it. (laughs) And um, weighing my food, just tracking it all in my fitness pal to just make sure I was hitting my numbers every day to get the results that I wanted. And this is when everything started to shift. So it shifted because it was like another level and layer of transformation because the food transformation opened up a whole new can of worms of a lot of emotion that I was numbing myself to. So even though I was eating healthy before, even though I was hitting my macros before, I noticed how much I was using food to numb what I was feeling. And oh my God, it was probably week 
it was probably like the second or third week. It was hell week. Honestly, I cannot even explain to you. I had, I was releasing so much stuff that I was suppressing. I noticed that I was almost like possessed by food. I was, I couldn't stop thinking about having processed foods. And for that week, I honestly just thought I was going to crumble. I couldn't even go out in public. If I was out in public, I was like, I got to get out of here. I'm just like so fragile right now. I don't think I trust myself around here. (laughs) And it wasn't until kind of like the next weeks that I was like, oh my gosh, I was possessed by that stuff. I was possessed by that food and I couldn't use food to distract myself anymore because I was cutting all my macros, you know? And I really was just I was like, I'm just going to go 30 days all in. Like, let's just see what happens to my body. And so I noticed that all of the, like this crazy relationship with food was coming up because I noticed that when I started to feel uncomfortable, even when I was sitting at my computer, I wanted to maybe like get up and walk around and maybe I just needed a break and my break was going to go get food or the way that I would give myself permission to stop working was, oh, I got to eat. At the time, I was eating probably maybe five or six meals a day, like small ones. But I also decided to quit how many times I was eating my meals. Um, By the way, you don't need to go through like this intense journey that I did (laughs) to get the results that I was on. For me, it was also physical, but I'm sharing the processed foods part of the journey. I'm just like, I'm sharing the whole picture for you so that you really understand the whole experience and what it was like for me. So by no means, I want you to be um, uh, like overwhelmed or like frustrated or anything like that. I'm just sharing my portion of the journey. And then I'm going to talk to you about how you can kind of like apply it to your life. Um, so yeah, after my hell week had finished, I started to realize that like I wasn't hyper fixated on food necessarily. I was still thinking about it. I was going to this one cafe. I kept seeing this one brownie. I was like, I just want to eat it. I just want to eat it. But I was journaling every single day. And as I was journaling, I was journaling on three things, mental clarity, my experience of ADHD and my body and my mood, sorry, four things and my mood. And after hell week, I started to notice that I wasn't feeling so numb to what I was feeling, right? Like I had a really intense week of emotion and I started to notice that this fog that I had started to lift. And I started to notice that I was waking up in the morning and I felt really calm and really grounded. And I was more focused than I've ever been. I had virtually no anxiety but it was like insane because I remember I was trying all these other methods techniques all this kind of stuff to really get rid of the last little bit of overwhelm and scattered energy that I had nothing seemed to be working and all of a sudden it was like gone the scattered energy gone I had so much mental clarity it was insane yeah I'm just like so grounded my mood minus hell week <laughs> like most days my mood was better yes i was feeling more emotions because i noticed how much i was actually suppressing but overall my mood was more stable i wasn't as like emotionally up and down and i noticed that a lot of the mood swings that i did have i think were connected to food um so yeah and then i finished that challenge and i was like oh my gosh like i don't experience any of the ADHD symptoms that I had anymore. I felt free. I felt so free. I felt so calm. I felt so grounded. And then I was like, oh my gosh, this is like, I've released myself from the symptoms of ADHD. I can, I can do this at any point in my life. And it's from 
you know, I don't think it's necessarily specifically from the food. I, I think, or sorry, the food was like the icing on the cake, right? So I think there was many, many other things that had to contribute into the puzzle fitting together for me to get rid of the symptoms. So um, I'm going to just share with you a little bit more and then I'm going to kind of like circle back and tie this all together. But I finished the 30 days. I felt freaking amazing. I went to the cafe. I had been eyeing up this brownie since probably like day 14. <laughs> okay. I was thinking about it for like two weeks. <laughs> I went to the cafe and I was so excited about this brownie. I got the brownie and I sat there and I bit down into it and I was like, oh my gosh, this doesn't even taste the way that I was expecting it to. <laughs> and I was like, that sucks. It doesn't even taste good. And then I was like, okay, well, let's try some more food. I went out for dinner with my girlfriend. We got burritos. And then I think I had a cookie that day. And then I went and got ice cream. And then I was like, felt like absolute garbage when I got home. And I was like, oh my gosh, like I really, none of that was enjoyable. I feel terrible. The only thing that was actually enjoyable, you guys, was ice cream. Like hook it up. I love ice cream. But I, yeah, like none of it tasted good. I was in the shower when I got home and I was like, I feel awful, you know? And I lost my marbles that month emotionally in terms of like, yeah, just experiencing so much more. But oh my God, I felt so free. I was actually allowing emotions to process through my body. So yeah, I binged on all the processed foods that day. I actually went absolutely nuts for like a week. I felt drunk. I felt sad. I felt depressed. I literally, honestly felt like I had a hangover. So I decided to do another 30 days. We're on day six. And just before we started, I went nuts. Like I just honestly binged on so many processed foods. I felt even in that evening, like drunk. I don't drink alcohol anymore. I felt drunk. And it was so nuts because I was talking and I was slurring my words together. I was like, oh my God, like we ate a lot of sugar, (laughs) but I was like, oh my gosh, like these processed foods really, really mess with my system. I ended up going home. I felt so sad the next day. I felt so depressed the next day. I felt so sorry for myself. Honestly, I felt like I was hungover. I was like, I don't even want to see another processed food in my life. Like none of it tasted the way that I was expecting it to. And yeah, so I'm back on no processed foods. I feel amazing. Don't get me wrong. I'm feeling my emotions, but it was because I was numbing them before with food. But all of it had to happen in this process, right? Like I, there's no way I could have cut processed foods before because I was beating myself up. I was in a horrible relationship with myself. So there was no way that I would have had the consistency, the resilience, the mental fortitude to be able to sit with my emotions. I just would have gone and distracted myself and started binging, right? And um, it had to happen in that order. It had to happen of me coming off meds, then doing my transformational work, and then like doing the next steps and then doing the food last, right? The food was like the icing on the cake for me because I had the mental tools and skills that I needed to thrive through doing the the processed foods challenge. (laughs) So without the transformation, none of it would have even started. So That's why I created my programs, right? Because this is how you navigate ADHD is, you know, I think there's different levels of navigating ADHD. So like no aware, like zero is like no awareness. Level two is like you have awareness, but you don't really have any tools. Level three is like, okay, you got tools. Level four is like you're a personal development freaking ninja, but 
you're still feeling a little bit scattered. You've done the programs, worked with coaches, and like there's just still something missing. And then level five is like, you know, no symptoms master, like pretty much where I've reached to, right? Like I don't have symptoms anymore. I know that, of course, like uh, will I cut out processed foods for the rest of my life? No. Um, had I not been tracking my macros, trying to get a physical goal, I probably would have ate a lot more food. But I really just because of the goals that I had, I just had to sit through the discomfort. It was a really uncomfortable month. And um, I notice actually now that it's like just riding the waves of life and learning that I can be there for myself. I don't need to distract myself through food or alcohol or other behaviors. I just sit with the the emotion. I think that's kind of like an art in itself. Um, but yeah, none of this would have ever happened had I not started with the transformational piece. So because it's all about how you're navigating your ADHD, coming back to yourself, connecting with your personal power, releasing the things that are no longer serving you. So releasing the stories that are no longer serving you. One second, my alarm is going off. Okay, thanks for your patience. <laughs> um, okay, so, you know, none of that would have happened had I not learned to release the social stories of ADHD. I had to release the beliefs about myself that were no longer serving me. I had to understand how my subconscious mind absorbs and interprets information. I had to release what people told me was possible for me with ADHD. I had to release the identity of ADHD, right? That was given to me. I think that is like a huge part of transformation is releasing the identity that is not serving you in terms of ADHD. So how can you really say that that is external from me? That is not me. And I can choose to take that identity on and I can choose to take that identity off, right? You can choose whatever you want. Like you're so powerful. Like go back to episode, I think it was 46. Go back and listen to that because you are power. Your personal power is freaking everything, right? So I had to step into my power, step into my truth. I had to choose my magic. I had to choose how to take full responsibility for everything that was circulating in my life. I had to stop being a victim. I was such a victim, okay, for a lot of my life. And I wouldn't have said that I was a victim at that point. But looking back, I'm like, oh yeah, I was totally in victim mentality, right? I believed that the world was against me. I believed that, um, yeah, that that I was just not lucky, quote unquote. Um, and that I, I, yeah, I believed that I was cursed with ADHD. And so a lot of this transformational journey really gave me the tools and skills that I needed to release the processed foods from my life. So having the tools to quantum leap from A to B was super, 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 super important on this journey for me. And that's why in all of my programs, whether you come into ABU or whether we work one-on-one, -on -one, it's transformational focus. Like because it's, that is the core of everything. Once you have the transformation, you can do whatever you need to do afterwards, right? So once I had the transformational tools and skills, then I understood what it meant to be somebody who loves themselves and comes from a place of commitment through loving myself, not hating myself. And then doing my health journey, right? Going to the gym. Like I've never been more consistent than I have with the gym and I love going, okay? It's not from a place of like, being mean to myself anymore. And it had to happen in that order. So 
I'm not saying that everybody's order is going to look like this. Some people can start with the food and have have big changes from it, but you still need to be able to release the social stories of ADHD. You still need to be able to free yourself from the structures that are kind of keeping you and preventing you in that space and the beliefs that you have. So whether you choose to do the food first and then you do your transformational stuff, like whatever, right? The the food is a transformational journey in itself. So um, yeah, I'm just, I'm so happy to announce I haven't been on medication for three years. I, my experience of ADHD is literally non-existent unless I choose to binge on processed foods. <laughs> um, and then everything comes back, the scattered energy, the overwhelm, all that kind of stuff. I go, it's not like everything comes back, but like I 100% noticed. So processed foods for me look like pretty much all I eat is like meats, fruits, rice. Um, I cut a lot of other stuff out because I was having some allergies to foods. So that's pretty much where I'm at right now and slowly incorporating things back in. Um, but tons of fruit, tons of meat. And I just honestly freaking love rice so much. So I can't get away from it. I love oats as well. Oats are mm, yum. Okay. So, but processed foods means anything that comes with like sauces, sugars, um, like just if it's not a single ingredient food, occasionally I'll have like rice cakes, um, but I always make sure they're just single ingredient. Um, so yeah, you want to just stick with single ingredient whole foods. If you are somebody who is further along, you want to see what it would be like to experience, um, you know, this no processed foods for 30 days and see what happens with your brain, right? Because there is a saying that uh, there is such thing as leaky gut. I don't necessarily know what it means, but it also impacts your brain. So if you're eating food, it's literally changing the chemical imbalance with inside of your body. And what you're feeding your body is what you are feeding your brain. So I was eating a lot of processed like wraps and breads and all that kind of stuff. Even though I was eating healthy, I had ketchup, I had sauces, I had all that kind of stuff. And now I just cut all of it out. The only thing I really eat is like salt. And I've noticed that food starts to become more flavorful. When I eat out, I don't actually like it anymore because they just don't prepare the food the way that I like. Um, and so it's been a beautiful, amazing journey. I just feel incredible. I feel amazing. And so, yeah, my my experience, I that's how I released myself from the experience of ADHD. So will I have processed food again? 100%. I love ice cream. I'm freaking obsessed. It's like literally my favorite thing on the face of the earth. So I'm definitely going to have ice cream again. I'll probably have like vegan ice cream maybe occasionally here and there because <laughs> um, dairy doesn't agree with me. But I'd like really scale back to single ingredient whole foods, even cut out cheese for 30 days. Like that's processed. Um, any like I cut out all my protein powders. I'll have a little bit of honey on chicken now um, with some salt and like, you know, lemon. I love lemon. Oh my gosh. And I've been having tons and tons and tons and tons of sparkly water. <laughs> I am addicted. <laughs> so honestly, there's just so many beautiful things. This is what I really mean about connecting to your power. This is what I really mean about coming back to yourself and realizing that you are the one that is in the driver's seat, right? You get to decide what your life is going to look like. If you're somebody who doesn't want to cut processed foods, don't cut processed foods. If you're somebody who wants to cut processed foods and you want to try what the journey is like, cut it, right? Try it out. This is your life. You get to decide what it looks like. I'm just sharing with you my experience, my personal experience, what it's been like, how the journey has been and what huge changes you can experience by nurturing your brain, looking after it, feeding it, learning how to work with it. Just so much magic, okay? So much magic. And I'm just so over the moon about all this stuff that I get. I could just talk about it forever.
Um, but I want to leave kind of the episode at that. So if you're, if you are somebody who has questions about going, no processed foods, like please honestly hit me up in my DMS. Um, this was something I was going to incorporate into my programs, but I think that's something I'm going to do in the future. Um, just because it's, it's a whole nother thing, but, um, yeah, if you are curious about what it would be like to get rid of your symptoms, honestly, 30 days, just do it. You're going to have hell week between seven to 14 days, something like that. It's going to be really hard. You're going to feel a lot of emotions, but oh my gosh, it's going to be so worth it because now you're not fighting your brain. You're not worrying about, are you overwhelmed anymore? You're not worrying about having mental clarity. You just naturally feel grounded. You don't feel like you're so scattered up in the clouds anymore. So yeah, highly, highly recommend this journey for everybody. So recapping the benefits of all this transformational juiciness, right, is you can free yourself from ADHD. You can free yourself from the experience of what you are struggling with right now. No matter where you are on your journey, if you're just in the very beginning stages, that's amazing, right? Remember that this journey took me like two years of intense work. <laughs> I work and I go all in on myself like a lot, okay? <laughs> I probably operate at like levels that most people don't, but I'm just really passionate about being the best version of myself. And so if this takes you, you know, three, four, five years, it doesn't matter. What matters is like where you are today and what you can do today to take one step to move forward, right? And time flies by really quick. So I want you to just know that whatever's possible for me is so possible for you. Because honestly, at the end of the day, we're all the same, right? And how can you just see things from a different perspective? How can you see things from a different lens? How can you allow yourself to look outside of the medical model and say, hey, where are some solutions that I can find for myself to support myself through this? So a lot of it is like trauma work, dealing with like inner child, a lot of healing, like all that kind of stuff, right? And I've done a lot of journaling in the past, meditations, hypnosis, like everything, <laughs> right? But it starts with just having the awareness, just getting curious about what is showing up for you today and using some tools and skills, you know, throughout this podcast, I give you guys a lot of stuff as well. So the squirrel cap that I'm going to leave you guys with is um, we talked today about my journey from meds and going off of them after 16 years. Um, that was just, wow. I honestly didn't ever think I was going to be able to function at the level that I'm at right now without them. Um, I shared with you some of the steps that I took on my journey, what my transformation was like, some of the deep inner work that I've done, um, some of the releasing creating space in my life. Um, and then last but not least was my health journey with the food and gym, right? I also think movement is freaking medicine. Okay. So the more that you move your body, the more that your body is going to give back to you. Um, and in terms of movement, that's the one thing I didn't mention is you don't have to go to the gym every day, right? I love getting in my 10,000 steps and also going to the gym. So Again, wherever you're at on your journey, just find something that works for you. I've noticed as well that when I cut out processed food, my sleep was better. Um, so just start with something really small today. Maybe for you, it's just getting out and going for a walk today and maybe eating one piece of fruit because normally you don't eat fruit. Okay, that's amazing. You're starting to build habits. So just be patient with yourself. You're not trying to conquer Mount Everest in a day. And that was something I always used to try and do in the past was just taken on all at once. And then I'd be like, well, I'm a failure. I never did it. It's like, yeah, because it's like, there's processes, there's orders, there's things that are unfolding for you right now that you can't even see are the reason why they're going to be unfolding. Like just allow yourself as I look back on 
I'm just like vomiting so much on you right now. (laughs) As I look back on my journey, right, there's so many points that life was happening for me. Things were unfolding for my highest learning, my highest good. And had I just leaned into that, trusted the process and known that the universe is taking me wherever I got to go. I just need to trust the process and I just need to be here today. It would be so much easier. Wouldn't be so much resistance, so much anger and resentment and all that kind of stuff. But it was all part of the process, you know what I'm saying? So, um, yeah. Then the other part of the squirrel cap is, yeah, how I cut processed foods, what that looked like, and the emotional journey that that was. So, oh, guys, it's been beautiful, like, recapping this experience. I feel like I could literally talk about it forever. Um, so if you want any more details about my experience releasing myself from the symptoms of ADHD, please let me know. Hit me up. And um, I would love to share that with you because I just, I really want you to elevate yourself to be free of some of the things that have been keeping you stuck. So um, if you are interested in starting your transformational journey with me, I would be freaking honored, right? We do transformational stuff inside of ABU and also um, my one-on-one coaching. I work with six-figure earners who have their businesses set up. And they're just really feeling scattered and overwhelmed behind the scenes. So um, that's my accomplishment method program. That's my one-on-one program. Um, I have two different uh, pricing packages for that now, which is really powerful and super amazing. So my clients have just insane results from that program. Um, and same with inside of ABU, right? It's all the uh, transformational work. So if you are in your first three months to three years within your business, ABU is for you. Semester one is now open and... In there, we start your transformational journey and it's just beautiful and powerful because we combine transformation with business strategy so that you're showing up as a freaking badass, powerful CEO. So I'm just sitting over here and I am totally freaking beaming because my heart and soul goes into both of these programs to really help you connect with yourself, find your power, find your truth, and just mm, be absolutely freaking magnetic. So that's what I want for you. I can't thank you enough for listening to my journey. Um, Please let me know what you kind of take away from this or if you see yourself in here. I would love to provide more information if any of you have any questions. But honestly, I freaking love you so, so, so dang much and more than you ever know. So I'm sending you all of my love today, all the abundance, all the joy, all the happiness. So I hope you have a beautiful day and I will see you in the next episode. Thank you so much for tuning into today's episode. Have you begun to realize how powerful this work really is? Each and every time that you tune in, you're learning to master this work. You're transforming your own life and your business. If you are someone who really loves to help other people, please share this episode on social media to help transform someone else's life. And if you really love this episode and you found value, please leave me a review. It will help us create a positive change and shift the way the world sees ADHD. I also really love to connect with my listeners. So you can find me on Instagram and Clubhouse at annemarie.espina. And if you have any questions, please email hello at annemarieespina.com and your questions may be featured in upcoming episodes. Thank you so much. Have an amazing day and I will see you next time.